into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent, likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me. But I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back to another episode of Televised Rogues, everyone. We are in full swing with TV shows. We got all of them coming. Oh, just about all of them coming back. I think the only thing that didn't come back was Gotham, right, Daniel? Yeah, um, that should be coming back shortly, too. I think uh, next month. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of seems like a lot of joker news is coming around for the next part of that season so uh yeah jerome and the joker we'll see we'll see what happens there when when those episodes come on but uh as of right now some of the news that we want to talk about is let's start it off with some legends of tomorrow news we have one uh keon kenyon do you know how to say his name i think it's kenyon Okay, Kenyon Lonsdale, who plays uh, Wally West on Flash, is going to be a series regular on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I think we talked about this before, like the idea of him going over there, but now it's official. What do you yeah. What do you think of him joining the, the Wave Rider? Um, I absolutely love it, especially since The Flash has not been showing him any love. Um, I just hope that the show doesn't do the same thing as The Flash, where he doesn't get a lot of love. And also, I really hope that they don't dumb him down or dumb his powers down because i think a speedster um especially in a show like that is too useful yes the a speedster a speedster on the wave rider is going to be really useful uh i think it's in, interesting is how you know over in the flash right now and we'll talk about it when we when we get to the episode you know he is in i mean i would assume for a good part of this the later half of the season he's going to be in jail so that would mean if uh, Wally is going over to the Wave Rider, we're not going to have a speedster in um, cent- cent- uh, Central City. I, I I hope not, and we'll talk about it. Talk about it why when we talk about the Flash. Okay, I mean obviously, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it more when, when we get to the Flash. But um, yeah, I think that's a it might be a good fit for him. I know. That we had some uh, of our listeners that uh, are also followers on uh, Facebook talk about they would want uh, a new costume for him. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I could, I, I don't know. Uh, I think that would be kind of interesting to see a new costume for him. I know Jamar wrote on there that he would like for him <laughs> to get rid of the the perm, so that's fine with me. Yeah, that's fine with me too. But damn, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think about a new costume for him at all. I mean, I think it would be kind of cool if he went to the 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 current costume that Wally West wears in the comic books. That would be it's not yellow, it's red, but I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, definitely a nice uh, you know, change. Would, Obviously, would it's not nice. it's not the Wally West that this one is portraying. I mean, there's two Wally Wests in the in the DC uni- comic book universe right now, so that's kind of confusing. Are they going to settle that with Flash versus Flash? The Flash War? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Well, I think the Flash War is between the young one and Barry. Not in in the middle. Wally is kind of 
in between. I don't know. The cover makes it look weird. So I know I, that's what I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> don't I don't know how that's all gonna work out. But same. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, also with the uh, Legends of Tomorrow, there seems to be some uh, rumors going around that we're gonna have a young Barack Obama in some episodes. Um, and I know that the show get does get uh, political at times. Um, and I guess from reading the article, it would be back. I think they said it back in some '86 uh, when they would go and rescue him when like he's in college or something. Just from reading the article. Yeah, yeah, I think he's uh, late '70s, early '60s, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, uh, that that's gonna be an interesting storyline, I would imagine, and see see how they end up doing that. Yeah, I can't imagine, you know, why, but, you know, I'll, I'll watch it still. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you wanted to do talk about the trailer that came out for uh, Cloak and Dagger. And, uh, I mean, it's only, it's a little bit under two minutes, but holy crap, there's a lot of teen angst in that uh, <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> I mean, the CW is pretty full of teen angst for a lot of the the shows that that they have, but Freeform, I imagine, is going to be even more. So that's where Cloak and Dagger is going to be at. It is their Mar- it was Marvel's uh, teen show, I think, uh, teen drama, teen romance show, and it, it the vibe from the trailer very much to me seems like a uh, I don't want to say Romeo and Juliet, but more of a uh, well, what's that one movie? A Pretty in Pink, where one you know one kid is from the wrong side of the tracks and they fall in love. And I mean, Cloak and Dagger, are very much that. You know, they're two two kids that fall in love that shouldn't be in love, according to society. And they both you know uh, develop mutant powers. His is dark power, dark dark space powers, dark force powers, and hers is light powers. I do have to say one thing I like about the trailer is the the her her light knives that they've. Uh, show like I thought they did that pretty well yeah that looked cool yeah uh, I am interested to see what they do with his dark force powers that's I mean in the comic books he, he uses it pretty well so I, I can't wait to see what they end up doing there tons and tons of special effects but uh, I think you know I think you pull it off you know it was funny thing I thought was that a couple uh, just last week uh, there was no real indication or um, premiere date for this show and then Right after we uh, talked about that, they came out with this trailer. Right. But even then, I, I don't think the trailer gave us a date. I don't think so either. And I think that's an interesting thing. I wonder if uh, this whole Fox, Disney, you know, thing made them put a little bit of a halt on stuff. Whether or not that they were going to go forward. Because in the comic book, um, both characters are, are mutants and... This show is being put out by, by, by Marvel, not Fox. So they're not, they're probably not going to be called mutants. I wonder where they're going to be getting their powers from. Maybe they'll say in humans. Maybe they'll be in humans. If I, I really wonder if this is going to be a a show that's connected. It, it is going to be connected to the rest of the MCU, I believe. Last time I heard, it was going to be. Okay. I'm just prediction. I think um, the show will probably be fall of of uh, 2018 i think that's a good bet yeah or, or maybe even the summer so, summer of 2018 because you know freeform doesn't exactly follow the same 
seasons as regular network television. That's true. Yeah. And then normally in the anything that's uh, out in the summer, they do a shorter season as well. Right, and that that definitely could be a thing that they do with this show. Okay. Uh, now for another show that we have, or I think that we are anticipating, because uh, it's characters that we enjoy. It's going to be on Disney, or not Disney's, but DC's streaming channel when that comes out. I believe later this year, uh, the Titans live action show. We have a, a new casting. Um, Castle alum Seamus Dever. Did you ever watch Castle? No. That was one of my favorite shows on TV at the time. Uh, kind of got repetitive at the end, but it was still. I thought it was a good show. I mean, obviously, I was. A, I'm a huge fan of Nathan Fillion, so uh, that's what got me to stick with the show for so long. But Seamus's character, uh, Ryan, on the show, he was a he was a good addition. So I'm interested to see what he does in Titans. Now they haven't disclosed who his role, uh, who his character is, or what his role is in Titans. But it is going to be a reoccurring character. Uh, so not a regular, but a reoccurring. Maybe Slade. I, I can't really see him as Slade. I mean. Cool if that's what they give him, but I really couldn't see him as Slade. Uh, I could, I don't know, I don't know who I could see him as because, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I imagine he might be someone's dad on the team. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds bad, but I, I don't know. I really don't know who, who, who he could play. I was gonna say, what if he's just like a mentor, you know, training them and whatnot. He could be a mentor. Oh, you know what? You know who he could. Uh, that would, uh, let me thinking about who who a mentor for the team tit- for the Titans would be. Uh, I mean, it could be like Red Tornado or uh, Zatara. I don't know, but I was gonna say right now. You know who it might be interesting that he could be. He could be Doctor Light. He could be one of their villains. Oh, that'd be awesome. And he would make a good Doctor Light. I, you know, I, I could see it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like, uh, I think I'm super excited for that show. Uh, everything I see more and more just makes me want to, I, I know we've put out some pictures of, uh, what the, the character, the, the actor playing, um, uh, Dick Grayson, Brenton Waits, the Waits. He's, he's put out some pictures of the, of himself in the suit. And then we had some other, suit stuff come up and uh, more casting so i mean the more and more i see this this show the more i'm excited for it i i just i just hope it's good i hope it's good too yeah uh and you know it's it's gonna be produced by uh greg berlanti which you know we we already watch all of his shows so (laughs) yep berlanti jeff johns jeff johns akiva goldsman sarah schechter I don't know who that is, though. But I don't know who that is either. Yeah, more power to him. All right, like we said, we were going we we're going to do too much news because we got a lot of shows to get to. So I think we should just get to it. Let's talk about Supergirl. Now, you know uh, this. I thought this episode was enjoyable. What about you? You know, I actually did have a pretty good time with this episode. Um, I don't know how I feel about the the rain stuff though like i don't i don't know what it is about it but something about anytime i see rain on tv it's just not selling me yeah i don't know what it is either i don't know if it's the costume 
I I just don't think she's playing her menacingly enough. You think that's what it, I think it's this I think it's this whole religion thing that they're throwing in there to add to the character and I think that's what's throwing me off. That could be it too. Because you're right, it's not menacing, it's more of a a zealousy like, you know, she's dedicated because of her faith and the the like Rain is is very dedicated to, to faith but um her other personality whatever that is I forget what the the name of her character uh Samantha Samantha doesn't seem to have that at all. So we're talking about two different people, split personalities, and I don't, I don't know how I, if I like how that plays out. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And every time she just, I don't know, I feel like she just has that blank stare every time she goes into rain mode. Right. And it's not, again, it's not menacingly enough. It's just kind of like Blair. Uh, um, I'm sorry. It's just like a glare. And that's, you know, what I was told to do. So I'm just going to try my best to give you my angry face, even <laughs> though it's not angry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. Uh, towards the end of the episode, we, we know that there's going to be more world killers to come join her. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting that either. Um, so a little bit disappointed in that. And also, you know, you, you said it before, we can never lose our main characters for the show for too long because it just took one episode for Carr to g- come out of her coma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It only took one episode. Uh, I mean, we'll get back to that in a second. What'd you think of, um, the one character, uh, the one, the guy that's in jail that we met earlier, in the season, um, Thomas Colville, he's going to be more part of Rain's story because he is dedicated to the Book of Ra and all of everything that's Kryptonese or whatever you want to call it, Kryptonian. <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to be like a, a guiding force for her now too. Yeah, which makes sense um, because he, you know, he kept saying, uh, "Supergirl fell from grace." You know, she didn't meet the the criteria. You know, she's going to fall, and I think, you know, he's going to be, he's actually going to be a better villain than Rain. Okay. That's, that's, I think so. That's interesting. No, I think that's a, that's a really cool take on it that he he might end up, maybe he ends up getting like some type of, of power or something like that. And then, because they're not going to let, let Samantha be a villain, I say, for the rest of this, like for the whole season. So it's going to be Rain and Supergirl having to team up together to take down Colville for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, do you think it's going to end with uh, Samantha losing her powers? At the very least, losing her powers. At the at the most, losing her life. Okay. She might end up having it, to sacrifice herself. Okay, because if she ends up losing her power and we forget that she was ever a villain, then I'm going to hate the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't see her dying because she has a daughter, and that would be a, a something that they would have to deal with. Like, how do you reconcile that with the audience of her leaving her daughter behind? Alex will adopt her. Alex could adopt her, or Lena could adopt her. I could see that happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. It. Just, I would hate it if we try to redeem her. That's all. <laughs> I, yeah, and I understand that. Uh, so the other big part of it was the Legion of Superheroes. 
And we got to see Brainiac 5, other than what we'd seen in the promotional stuff at this point. Other than his, his even though, <laughs> I, I just want to say that even though his look was terrible with the, with the terrible wig and the blue paint and all that stuff, I really enjoyed this actor's performance. I thought uh, he was a good uh, Brainiac 5. He was, he was funny. He was interesting. I kind of got like, uh, gl- like reminiscent of um, the actor who plays Riddler over on Gotham. Like I really, felt, yeah, I kind of felt like that was the same same kind of performance. I really liked his performance as well, other than the makeup, and we've talked about that before. Um, what I got was like glimpses of Cisco here and there. Oh, you got a little bit of Cisco. That's interesting. I, I didn't pick up on that, but that's cool. What What else did you feel about like the the rest of the Teen Titans? Like when they, well, one you have the the weird history that. Monel has been telling them where he's like, you know, Bon Jovi is the, <laughs> a big savior to the 20th century, 21st century. And that was their uh, entrance song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, you know what that reminded me of? That was very much um, like ACDC in uh, Megamind. Did you ever, you, you watch that movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the part when he comes in with his little spaceship and he's got the, the ACDC going, that was very reminiscent of that for me. Yeah, I can see you're right. So that was awesome. I didn't mind. I like Bon Jovi, so I liked the little soundtrack. With the world leaders, I just, I guess I need more info. I was a little bit left in the dark and it didn't make much sense. And especially with the whole like, oh, you know, we can't help them because of that reason. Yeah, you know, that's that's going to get a little old if they end up having to like, I don't know how much longer the Legion is going to be around, but if I have to keep listening to him say we can't help because we we're more important to the future, it's going to get old. Yeah. So, uh, I do want to say this is that I still hope that my, (laughs) my theory or my hypothesis that, uh, we get (laughs) the death of Kara at the end of the season. And then the, the reign of Supergirls, the beginning of next season happens because if that happens, I am going to shit a brick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's when you need to start your YouTube channel, man. I've been ever since we started this. I'm saying you're you're hardly ever wrong, so you need to go ahead and do it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about Supergirl? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, over on Flash, Flash, we had the big trial. Now, I just want to say this, that this was the fastest arrest to trial that I've ever seen in my life. Like, and then you got a verdict, like, quick. That was a very right? quick trial. <laughs> uh, I just, I love that, like, even though, like, Flash, like, like Barry knows there's absolutely nothing they can do. Everything that they're going to try, uh, all the evidence points directly at him, which, you know, is exactly what... Um, uh, DeVoe. DeVoe, thank you, was was planning. And that's the one thing that I loved about this episode, is, or at least about DeVoe in general. It totally points, like, it shows that everything that you think that you're going to come up with as a trying to get out of this, DeVoe has planned for it and, you know, already, you know, manipulated the situation so that you do it and then you look like an idiot. So 
They were like, oh, we're going to go take pictures of her making out with this other guy. Well, she has an explanation for that because her husband is okay with her making out with another guy because he couldn't satisfy her physically anymore. She's like, well, fuck. <laughs> yep. And then I love that whole scene too where he's like, you know, there's a 12% chance of you saying that you're the Flash. And well, I had that covered too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the one thing that I thought I – that's – so the one thing I don't like about the thinker in all this, like in DeVoe and his master plan, is that maybe it's because I just don't know what his master plan is yet, and I don't know what 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 he's gonna do. But why? What, what's his big? Why is he got this hard on for Barry Allen and needs to be put into into jail? Yeah, uh, I, all he said is like, you know, um, you've gone away with too much, so it's time for you to pay. That's all he's ever said. Like, I mean, why is he so angry at him then? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, they kind of trying to explain it that uh, Barry tries to be like, what is it that you have planned that you need me out of the equation for? And and, and to me, I think I want to be like, why would he need him out of the equation? He's so smart. He should just be able to work around him. But maybe this is the workaround, you know, to get him, put him in jail. I don't know. Um, so I was... Uh... Uh, you know, um, I was drinking a little bit when I was watching this episode. Um, and, you know, I my mind started going. And just with watching this episode and how DeVoe has truly planned everything out, what if – and I know that uh, the creators told us that, you know, there's not going to be a speedster involved. But what if uh, Reverse Flash told them, like, hey, you should team up with me and you should do this against Barry? That would, that would be interesting. Uh, well, I, I we can see how that plays out, but I just I don't I just don't get it at this point. I don't understand why this guy who's so smart and his original premise was that I I'm gonna be I'm gonna come so smart that I can cure diseases and solve the world's problems is is taking this much time to deal with the Flash. I know. <laughs> uh, I have to ask. Um, uh, oh shoot! I I had it and now I've lost it. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, what'd you think yeah. of like the coincidence that he he ends up in the same cell that his father was in? Oh man, that really that's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. Did you? I mean, do you do you believe it is actually a coincidence, or was it was it part of Devo's plan, or was it uh, the 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 warden did that for him to put him in that cell? But why would the warden do that and put him into that cell? I have no idea. Maybe just a way to make him feel better about be having to be in jail. Like maybe he doesn't believe that he belongs in jail too. Maybe I guess I could see it that way. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a very very strange thing. Uh, so since the thinker did tell uh, Barry that you know he had all his bases covered, do you think? Uh, he had planned um, just in case Joe broke into his house to plant the evidence. Uh, I think, yeah, he had, he probably had a plan for that. Uh, he might have even been like, "Oh, there's you know, there's no worry for that to happen because I, I the calculation is that Joe would be too good of a person to to do something like that." Now, I want to say is that Joe was going to do it, and it was uh, Divney, you know, that basically talked him out of it, and. I have to say, I am really enjoying this actor who's playing Ralph Dibney, like the elongated man. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad they added him to this to the show. 
Yeah, I'm really enjoying his performance and his character as well. But um, to have Ralph Dibney just kind of be the moral compass, holy <laughs> crap. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I, I, they, they've changed him a little bit from his comic book counterpart, but I still thought, yeah, that was pretty... It was it was a pretty good speech from him, and then uh, just the way that he's playing him this is very enjoyable for this show. If he doesn't last after this season, <laughs> and I hate to be like everybody who who's not on Flash anymore should go over to the over to to Legends of Tomorrow. I think he belongs on Legends of Tomorrow of anybody else. Definitely, a goofball character like that would definitely get along with all the other you know uh, members, and I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, anything else you wanted to say about Flash? Uh, the last thing I wanted to say about Flash. Oh, uh, what do you think about the, the last scene? You know, when the judge was like, "Oh, this person, you know, uh, you know, showed no remorse, blah blah blah." But then uh, Singh was like, "Oh, you know, Barry or the Flash is, you know, the most amazing person." Blah blah blah. You know that was a that was an interesting scene because they were you know obviously we know that the Flash and Barry Gordon or Barry Gordon Barry uh, <laughs> Barry Allen Allen thank you are the same person and uh, but it was it was interesting to it was it was cool to see the two the juxtapositions of what's going on and the fact that the judge would sit there and say all these horrible things about Barry Allen, not knowing that, well, one, obviously we know that Barry Allen's innocent. He didn't kill anybody, but he's talking about how he misused his, uh, power as a forensic scientist or as a employee of the police department to manipulate scenes and stuff like that. And meanwhile, you have Singh talking about how, uh, the flash saves, saves people all the time without, asking for a reward or you know uh doing it because just just because he can or that he should so that i I don't know it it was a cool it was a cool it was a nicely written scene nicely directed scene yeah it was yeah uh all right were were you cool with uh, moving on from flash yeah all right let's go over to arrow um i know that black lightning was the next show that was on air but uh I think I want to keep the two separate because Black Lightning doesn't necessarily exist in the same universe as Arrow, as we're being told. Yeah. Okay. So, over on Arrow, uh, Ollie is fully jumped back into being Green Arrow. Even uh, they even asked him about, you know, what about William? William doesn't want you. He's like, well, you know, what William doesn't know is not going to hurt him, and I'm pretty sure that's going to end up hurting Ollie in the end. Yeah, <laughs> uh, most definitely. So uh, this episode heavily was based on um, ah crap. I was gonna call him Clock King, but I know that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Jones, Caden Jones. Yeah, Caden James. Uh, James, yeah. Um, I know I said I liked them when they first introduced them, but now him just boasting and boasting and boasting—it's just getting annoying now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Caden James seems to be very much a one-note character, and I hope that there's a bigger payoff here at the end of the season with whatever what's going on with his story. I really thought that the Richard Dragon of the whole thing was going to be a bigger part of this season, but he really is, uh, I mean, not even a side character. He's a background character almost. 
Yeah, he's like a henchman with lines, basically. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah, that's exactly what he is. Do you think that there's more going on with uh, Vincent? Is that his name, Vincent Vil- Vigilani? Yes. Yeah. So do you uh, think, do you think there's more going on there that we don't know, or like is he double pl- double? Is he gonna double cross uh, uh, and James, or is he gonna double cross Black Canary? Uh, he made it pretty clear that um, that you know he would have no problem taking out Dinah. Yeah, but he's saying that to Caden James. I mean, he 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 had an opportunity to take out Dinah when he ninjutsu judo tossed her over her shoulder, and he just <laughs> left her there. So, sorry, that was a pretty funny scene. <laughs> it just looked funny the way it happened. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't know what his ultimate plan or ultimate goal would be if he were to betray, uh, you know, Caden. Well, see, I think the thing is, is that he he is he is a vigilante, and uh, I think that what I said before of them trying to pull a a Deadpool kind of character with him is that he's an antihero. So I really think that he's trying to do an undercover thing where he's saying that he's on their side just so that he can get closer to him and then take them all down. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I still don't see why, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't see, I don't see why either, but that's, I mean, just the kind of the, ever since he had the back of his head blown out, which I would imagine, you know, tore up some of the brains and stuff. That's why he's a little crazy. Uh, he sees things differently and, and that's just the way, I mean, he has the heel factor, but obviously the injury that he, he was, withstood with, yeah. During the, the big bang or the bang or whatever you want to call it, the thing that caused his power isn't able to heal his face. So it probably didn't heal that part of the brain all that well either. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, our suspicions were finally answered. Um, you know, Kate and James gave all that info to the FBI, and that's why uh, she's on the case, even though she wasn't on this episode. Well, they had that weird piece of dialogue where he was—they were like, "Oh, the FBI has gone ahead and like left. They're not going to be involved anymore. It's just given to the local DA now." And it's just like, "What? How? How does it go yeah. from a federal crime to now a local crime?" Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me either. <laughs> Um, what do you think of, uh, Mr. Terrific and his terrifics now? Like they, they're their own team. They're okay. Dinah may have the experience, but everybody else does not. So they're going to get their butts kicked. You know, I, I think that's funny that you bring that up because, uh, look at, um, Curtis and his T spheres. You know, we've talked many times about how he hasn't been able to, he doesn't do anything with those T spheres other than throw them at people and, and knock them out. And then you have Kate and James basically reworking the T-Sphere so that they work the way they're supposed to work that we see him in the comic book. Which is awesome. It's a good payoff to see all of that. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was also funny that, I mean, they finally figured out that the 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 cave, the headquarters, whatever you want to call it, the quiver, was was bugged. And they were still not able to, to do anything to, to make that payoff for them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But now we have we have a uh, uh, John with a John Diggle without a tremor in his arm. Is that going to pay yeah. off? The chip basically got implanted in his arm. I think it's going to pay off. Um, I don't know if he's going to wear his Spartan helmet or if he's going to go running around as a hood again. 
give Ali a break. I, I, I don't think that they're going to be able to give Ali a break at this moment because of the whole, you know, we need everybody on board and everybody, you know, everybody there at the moment. But uh, it, I don't know. It, I, I doubt it. I, it's all I have to say is I doubt it. Okay. Do you think that uh, Lance might get himself killed this season? Yeah, you know, this is this is season five, right? Season six. Oh, is this a season six? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I could see that. I could see that happening. It, it, I, I would definitely say it's it's leaning that way. It seems like he really because th- the way he talks with um Speedy Thea. Thea about about this new Laurel. Uh, I could see him definitely sacrificing himself so that she could see that, you know, there is good in the world and she'll become a good guy. Yeah. And that she can be redeemed quote unquote. Yeah. Quote unquote. <laughs> Not going to happen. What'd you think of, uh, Thea and, 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 um, Lance's relationship? I think it's just, uh, you know, she's just looking out for him and kind of right now, uh, um, just because he's hurting, he's kind of seeing her like a daughter. That's all I really see. Yeah. And then she, has, she, I mean, obviously she had to bring, she brought up her actual father of Merlin and, you know, even though he was a bad guy and she didn't like him, he did end up sacrificing himself at the end, uh, for her. And that's, uh, that's probably where we're going to get the idea for, <laughs> for Lance to uh, do the same. I didn't even think about it until you brought it up right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to say about Arrow? Was this episode really? Oh, I like that they threw out Hunt, uh, Huntress in the beginning of the episode. Yeah, you know, it was interesting that they brought back the Berlani family, which is weird because this Berlanti is the one of the creators <laughs> of the show, but this is Ber- Bernelli, Bertinelli, yeah, Bertinelli. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, the, he literally <laughs> was he calls the ship the Huntress because after his cousin, who I think is in jail. Is that what they said? Yeah. Um, I remember her getting thrown in jail. Uh, season one, I, I think. I think I think she came back after season one, didn't she? OK, then maybe season two. <laughs> OK, I, know, I mean, you might be right. I was just wondering. Yeah. Um, damn, this episode really that dry that not much really happened. <laughs> You know, much didn't happen. It's a lot of. I think this episode was definitely a lot of setup on their way back from uh, the the season mid season break. Uh, it, it they wanted to remind us that there's a this whole evil league that's that's going up. They're going up against, and once again, Oliver was outplayed by Caden James. So he needs to get his shit together. Even you know, even trying to like you know, swallow his pride and, and, and tell everybody, I'm sorry, I did the wrong thing, which don't, I'm getting kind of tired of because it seems to happen at least once a season where he apparently oversteps and, and someone tells him, you have to trust the rest of the team. And then he has to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't trust you. I'll try and be better. And then once again, he doesn't, doesn't be better, you know? You're right. It is a reoccurring thing. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I hope something changes by the end of the season. I hope so too. Cool. Uh, let's talk about Black Lightning. I'll just say All this. Right. Na- I'm going to say this now. 
uh, that suit needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's gonna be popular at a rave. It would be it probably would be really popular at a rave. Now there is a video that they show in the mo- in the show in the episode uh, where uh, a man who works at a convenience store was saved by Black Lightning back in the day. Now the outfit the outfit that he has in the in that video that VHS tape that is a cool outfit. That's a, that's the outfit that I like from the comic books. This one is kind of a mishmash of a whole bunch of different outfits, and they tried to do the big collar that he had in the 70s, <laughs> but they changed it to this like ro- like light roving lightning bolts, and apparently it's got some kind of pa- like it's got some kind of uh, advantage that it feeds off of his powers so that he can ramp up his power or some shit like that. I don't know. It just looks terrible. And so I can actually protect them from like bullets and stuff too. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I think they could have done better. They could have done something to make it, I don't know, look cooler, less cheesy. I, it, it, it was bad. He can't do any stealth missions. <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Uh, yeah. There's not going to be any stealth missions uh, from, for Jefferson Pierce. Uh, all right. I think this is being highly, uh, reviewed as a very good show. I would say I enjoyed it for the most part, but it's not there for me yet. What did you think? I enjoyed it. Um, I just want to say I'm not like, oh my god, this is the best show ever either. Um, I did think that it was a nice breath of fresh air um, from all the other superhero shows that we are getting. Um, I know it's not related to that DC universe that we're getting on CW. But again, I still felt that it was a nice, refreshing, you know, breath of air. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It, it's definitely, it definitely has a different tone and a different feel from the other uh, Arrowverse, you know, Arrowverse uh, shows. Now, obviously, being a CW show and being from Greg Berlanti, we could always do a time travel, not time travel, but dimension travel you know, episode and they could, they could end up, Oliver could end up there at some point. Yeah, Uh, I could see that happening. But uh, as of right now, there's no plans for something like that as what we're being told. And uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think it needs to be thrown into any other superhero universe or world at the moment. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not at the moment. What do you think of him being a more middle-aged superhero as we as you know he's obviously much older than the other superheroes that we see on the CW shows? Yeah, um I looked up the guy, the actor is 41 years old. Yeah, Chris Williams. Yeah. Um it definitely plays into the whole like, you know, I'm retired, I'm not going to be a superhero thing. Yeah. Which is what I liked. Yeah, yeah. Um I do I did like the the fact that he was kind of more of a, I need to do this. It, you know, it's kind of a whole uh, great power comes great responsibility thing. But it was it was nice to see him like come out of retirement. Yeah, make that decision. Uh, even though with great power comes great responsibility thing. I mean, does that apply to him blowing up the cop cars? <laughs> That did seem a little bit far, but uh, obviously this show is going to have quite the political backing. 
oh yeah story backing which is fine it's definitely fine that's a thing that needs to be spoken about and needs to be talked about it's it's obvious that he you know he's not gonna he's not gonna be one way or the other he goes up against the corrupt cops just as much as he's gonna go up against uh the 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 gangbangers i guess so we're getting a true uh vigilante then exactly awesome <laughs> uh we saw the emergence i want to say of the one of his daughter's superpowers uh i believe jennifer yeah no yeah at the end of the episode yeah jennifer pierce uh was it jennifer? Uh, she, she breaks the sink yeah so she's gonna be thunder and i remember her from the outsiders comic book when i when she was a character uh, she has mass manipulation. She can uh, she can make herself super dense or super uh, tangible. I guess intangible would be the way to put it. Uh, very cool power set. Uh, I'm excited to see what they end up doing with that. And now the younger sister is the one that uh, becomes lightning, and she has powers that are more comparable to her father's, being able to control lightning and produce it. Oh, okay. So uh, we'll see what, what they end up doing with that. They probably won't give her superpowers till the next season. Yeah, probably not to the end of the season or something like that. And that that makes a lot of sense to me, just because you don't want to overpower the family just yet. Yeah, um, I want to say Tobias Whale does not mess around. If you piss him off, <laughs> there will be consequences. I mean, we saw him feeding a person to Prana. <laughs> at the beginning of the episode, and then he harpooned someone <laughs> at the end of the episode. I mean, I guess we get the little bit of a, a, a theme going on with this villain. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, um, I did like him, too, because he's completely different from what he looks like in the comics, which I thought was awesome, too. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what I mean, I guess that brings a, a good, uh, good segue. What do you think of a lot of the surrounding characters here? We have uh, James Remar, which you know is a great actor that I always enjoy whenever I watch him. But he's going to Dexter's be, dad. Dexter's dad, yeah, he's going to be playing. Uh, he plays Peter Gamby, which I guess is like a Alfred. He's kind of an Alfred, yeah. Uh, he, he kind of he 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 makes the suits for Black Lightning. Uh, he's obviously his the person that black lightning confesses to, or, you know, talks to when he needs to, to do stuff like that. We have black lightning get stitched up. Yeah. And he needs to get stitched up. We have black lightning's, uh, ex-wife, um, who obviously knows about his powers and what he used to do and trying to get him to stop doing it back in the past. Uh, a friend of his, that's the inspector, uh, a police officer. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we have a couple people that he works with that we saw uh, at the, at the school. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you too. Um, did you like that when they actually showed flashbacks in the show that they were in black and white? Wow. I, you know what? I don't think I even realized that. So it, it didn't, it didn't take me out of the show, which is a good thing. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I, I know a lot of shows use either a different filter or you know different lighting effects but i think uh, i really enjoyed actually uh having a flashback set in black and white yeah that's a, that's a that's a nice addition that's a nice uh, a nice add 
Uh, I mean, we saw that in like in more recent history with uh, The Walking Dead. They do that often, right? right. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 like I said, I, I did. It didn't take me out of the show, so that's a good thing. What uh? What do you think the daughter? What kind of trouble she's gonna get in now that she has her superpowers? So you know what was funny is that uh, uh on Facebook I belong to a couple you know pu- couple groups just like everybody else does and uh, on one of the 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 um topics of the day was what are the tropes that you don't like that are written in movies and television and one of the tropes that I didn't like is like uh is that you see often is the rebellious teenage daughter who always has to get in ang- be angry and fight with the mother and stuff like that now. We didn't see the fight, see her fight with the mother in the show, but she obviously wants to be rebellious, and I don't know. I have a problem with that sometimes because they it's always written that way. Now we do have two daughters in the show. One is very much trying to be upstanding and do the right thing, where the other one doesn't want to be like her, and you know has feels like she has way too much to have to live up to, and that's why she rebels. Now she was put into the situation where that she put herself in by going to this party, uh, hanging out with this la la guy, and uh, <laughs> you know she gets wrapped up into the situation where he stole some money or some product or whatever from um, one of Tobias's guys, and like he says, uh, well, I'm 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 gonna have her work it off at one of the motels, and it's like holy shit, they're just gonna you know. They're just going to throw out prostitution like that in this show. All it right. Went there. They went there. And uh, I hope that she takes to heart what she almost became a part of in that situation and turns her character around a little. I hope so, too. Yeah. Definitely needs it. And I'm not going to lie. I love the part um, when they're freaking out, trying to figure out where the daughters are. And then, you know, the ex-wife's like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to go rescue our daughters. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's she knows what it is that he's going to go do. And it's the thing that he, she didn't want him doing anymore in the first place. It's kind of what, what ruined their marriage. But it is interesting that she's she's going to push him to go do the, the thing that she doesn't want him to do. I mean, it's your kids. Wouldn't you do that for your own kids? Of course. Everything goes out to... Everything goes out the window when it's your own family. So, uh, what do you expect yeah. for the rest of the season? Um, whew. more gruesome murders from Tobias. <laughs> do you expect the show to be more um, politically charged as it is? I think so. I think it's going to keep on heading that direction. Okay. Uh, I don't think it. You know miss the beat at all went during the you know the pilot so i think it's going to definitely keep on going that way do you think that it can it can keep up the the momentum that it's getting for being such a great pilot and um i feel uh, with a lot of shows um it usually loses its momentum midway but then it closes out pretty big and then you know season two picks it back up um so i think that's what's going to eventually happen to this show too it's going to lose momentum somewhere in the middle okay good uh i'm excited to see what else they do with this i i hope we get to see some more characters from the dcu uh that we don't normally see um at least not in the other shows and i i 
you know, since they're setting this in another world, another dimension, whatever you want to call it, I wouldn't mind seeing like other actors take on characters that we've already seen. If that Ooh. makes any sense, do you know? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know who's a. I mean, you don't have to do the big character, but like, what if you did a Green Arrow in the Black Black Lightning universe, and you got a different person to play the character? I mean, I know that'd be confusing to a lot of people, but. I would uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing that seeing how seeing how that plays out. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do, is there anything else you wanted to say about Black Lightning? Oh, um, they did mention other superheroes, so I wonder who they were talking about. Oh, refresh my memory. What did they say? Uh, when they're watching the news, um, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, um, there's other superheroes around the world doing their thing. But the vigilante, Black Lightning, came back last night, blah, blah, blah. Ah, that's cool. Like I said, uh, the first time I ever saw Thunder was on uh, The Outsiders. So on her team of Outsiders, I wouldn't mind seeing some of those characters show up. Uh, you would have Metamorpho. You would have uh, Grace Choi, who ends up being the girlfriend to um, Jennifer. Anissa, I don't know which one it is, but the the one that the Thunder ends up being the the girlfriend of Thunder. So, uh, okay, I wouldn't mind seeing some of those superheroes. All right, but yeah, I um, again, I wonder who's in that universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, we get to see it in the in the coming up episodes. I hope so too. All right, let's talk about Agents of Shield. Where uh, do you want to start? <laughs> I want to I want to talk about. The fact that I mean, so we got we got some answers um, in the two episodes that we're going to talk about, and let's see, we had where we threw where we left off last was um, they did we did we talk about did we go to did we do the episode where like yeah, Cassius we thought. Okay, we will throw this out here first cuz when we talked about the episode, I had thought that Cassius had died. Like they had slit his throat. But we come to find out that he just Yeah, kinda, that's he, what I thought so too. He cut his face. So he didn't end up dying and uh his brother ends up paying for the fact that he didn't die. <laughs> yeah. Which was uh Pretty awesome, even though it made no sense to rub his blood on his face. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, how do you feel about Cassius at this point? He's he's definitely that type of character that, you know, um, lets all the power go to his head. And when it comes to it, he'll betray whoever's necessary to get his way. Yeah, he's... um. He's very much an opportunist. We'll definitely take, you know, whatever opportunity he he sees fit to either get more power or uh take advantage of the situation. So right. And watching this uh this episode the whole time I was like, you know, if he's so fed up with his brother, why doesn't he just kill Oh, okay. <laughs> uh obviously something happened in the past that put Cassius on this planet. You know, that put him in the bad view of his father. And uh, his Cassius' brother does not let him forget that. I forget what... What is Cassius' brother's name? Yeah, I can't remember it either. <laughs> All right, it's not important. Um, 
not important. Yeah. Um. So the situation with uh the the guy who um is keeping all of our shield agents like as workers. I I don't remember what his name is, but he he meets he meets yeah he meets his de- de- demise as well from uh flint <laughs> what do you yep. think what do you think of his his power set that's actually pretty cool um kind of like telekinesis but only with rocks which kind of sucks well that i mean you're a avatar fan wouldn't that make him like an earthbender that would make him an earthbender. <laughs> so eventually he'll be able to like bend metal and steel and shit. So I think that's I think that's gonna play a big part into the whole breaking of the world thing. So I think you have Daisy who is able to cause cause earthquakes. You have a kid who's gonna have a, a a power that will allow him to bend earth, you know. And then we also saw something very interesting on this episode of uh, the show. There is the gravitonium uh, material that we haven't seen since the first season. Now I know you weren't, you didn't watch the first season, but right. it was. It's an element that you know gives the the satellite or that that structure uh, the the artificial gravity that it needs. So I think you you throw those three things together, and now we find out why the Earth gets cracked. Somebody messes up somewhere, and then the Earth goes boom. Uh, essentially, uh, someone someone messes around with something, adds adds the two two or three pieces together that they shouldn't, and then all of a sudden, yeah, the Earth goes boom. Okay. Well, I know this is skipping ahead. Um, Robin kept saying, you know, uh, Flint. We need Flint. So I don't think Flint is the one that causes it. And I mean, they, you know what they've been calling Daisy, just a uh, world killer. Or world destroyer, uh, uh, destroyer of worlds. Oh yeah, destroyer of worlds. So maybe it is Daisy, the one that messes up and causes the Earth to shatter. Well, I mean, we 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 see that video, that video file that uh, the one guy, Valor or Valor Vara Victor. I don't remember what his name was, but he shows it to Daisy, and it's hers outside right. of a, a van, and she walks away from it, and then Daisy's like, that's the last way everybody ever saw of her. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It doesn't make I, – I don't know. It, obviously, we got we need a couple more pieces to, to get this all straightened out, but I really do think that no one has the full story yet. Maybe – I don't know. I think maybe Deke does has has a little bit more of the story that no one else knows about. But uh, yeah, you're gonna find out that I think Flint is gonna be definitely involved. Now, Robin herself is an interesting thing because we saw her as a young girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, in these episodes, we end up seeing her grow up a little bit. She ends up becoming like the foster child or adopted child of May, which was awesome because. You know, we you never really see May as a mother figure, and in this these flashbacks, she kind of became one. And uh, that was nice to see. <laughs> unfortunately, the girl, because of her powers, she doesn't see, she doesn't live her life linearly. She kind of lives it like Doctor Manhattan, where <laughs> you know time all happens at one time for her. So when it comes to the day that she's going to die, she re- she recognizes it as the last day, and 
she said, oh, well, we're here now. And that's, you know, she has to deal with that. And she, you see the fear in her face when uh, the one guy keeps talking to her because she knows that guy's going to stab her. Yeah. And, oh, man, that was hard to watch. It really was. Not for a character lie. that hasn't been around for a lot of episodes, it was really hard to watch, which is just, you know, show goes to show you, like, how good of an actress she was. Yeah. So those, I get those flashbacks, would you say those are the glimpses of the future that she sees? Because I mean, Gemma um, and May, you know, they obviously can't remember any of that. So you think those are just Robin's visions? So, okay, this is where time travel gets weird. So obviously we see in those flashbacks, we, we see May, we see Gemma, we see Yo-Yo, we see Yo-Yo and we see uh, Fitz. I think we see Daisy too. I don't think we saw Daisy. Okay, maybe I could be wrong. But go on. Yeah. So, and then uh, Yo-Yo says, you know, Max gone. We never see Coulson. And I, I really don't think I remember seeing Daisy, but I could be wrong. Now, I think she, she get, I think uh, she just gets mad and storms off as well. Okay. Um, I wanted to say was that. So I think what happens is because Fitz is constantly saying that, you know, there's no way of changing the past. So what we're seeing is them after they've returned from the future. So they know what the future holds and that they're, they're trying to prevent it. But Fitz is telling them in the past that there's no way that we can prevent the future because we were already there. So it's, oh. it's kind of weird. So, that's why May, when he she's taking care of the little girl, she already knows what's going to happen to the little girl in the future. Even though yeah. in the future, when May is with the old lady, she doesn't understand anything. You understand? What, you, you get where I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's one of the things where they've kind of created this time loop where. They, because one person knows something, the other version of, or the, the older version of the, of that person knows something. So you have May getting told something by the older Robin so that older May can go and tell younger Robin so that younger Robin can grow into older, older Robin and then tell younger May. It's just, it's all weird, a weird time loop circle. And if you try and think about it too hard, your brain starts to fry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that, I mean, I thought it was a great episode. I think that, or a great two episodes. I, I can't wait to find out what they end up doing to uh, get themselves transported back in time. Obviously, it has to do something with the, the piece of the obelisk that um, uh, Deke's father had. And this machine that... Fitz and Gemma built in the past for their future selves to use to go back <laughs> into the past. Uh, you know uh, who you would think would be a useful character, but he's been completely useless ever since he got Fitz into the future is Enoch. Cause he knows nothing. This, of this. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I essentially he was just the, the catalyst to get them to the future. But yeah, at this point, 
he's 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 kind of an Alfred also. He's just kind of like you know this this is what you need. True. Okay, here I, this is what I can get you, but I can't really help you any way other you know I can't help you proactively. I can only help you reactively. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> think of that. <laughs> uh, I am excited. I mean, it looks like this is going to be uh, wrapped up here in the next couple episodes, which would probably bring us to our mid-season finale. Uh, what would what? I mean, what do you think? Do you think that's true? Oh, you know what? I bet it's gonna end up. They put all the puzzle pieces together. Um, and then they go back to the past, and that's going to be the mid-season finale. And then when it comes back from its break, they're going to be in the past. Yeah, I, I think that's that's when it's, what's going to happen too. And then they're going to have to prevent. They're going to have to try and figure out how to prevent the world from cracking. And then I right. I really hope that we have some type of tie-in with Avengers: Infinity War by the time that comes out, because that should be around the time that the season should be ending. Oh, I hope so too, man. I really hope so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think it's it's worth it to also mention that for all accounts and purposes, it looks like Inhumans is going to be canceled by uh, ABC. They haven't come out and said it yet, but like the the portal for Inhumans, like the web portal, is no longer there. If you try and go to it, it says four hundred four error. Uh, oh. No. <laughs> How oh, I live. Oh, darn. <laughs> oh, and uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, you actually brought up a really good point because we were talking about, um, you know, the show getting canceled, even though it hasn't been mentioned. Uh, how would you retcon Inhumans? Oh, uh, Wow. How would I do that? I, you know what? You have the perfect way right now with time travel. <laughs> you just throw it in there that they go back in time to whenever the Kree first started messing around with humans and changing their DNA, and you would to- you can totally like change some stuff up at that moment, and then in humans no longer happened, and we we get a whole new set of uh, timeline and stories with within humans if you want to bring them back. And hopefully uh, it's written a lot better and hopefully it makes sense or they're just guest stars. Well, yeah, just guest stars for me. You don't, you don't need an inhuman <laughs> show. You just let them be part of the sh- this show in one way or another. They go and visit them on uh, Adelan whenever they need to. But yeah, you, you, just, you, you just did a bad thing in creating that show and not putting the, the right director behind it because those episodes just were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do want to say one thing before we wrap up that uh, Gifted ended the season. They have been renewed for a second season. The season finale for that show was actually pretty good. Uh, I will give them that. I would think I would say that the most this whole season has been pretty bad for me. It seems like other people seem to like the show. I just didn't think it was that great. I do like John Proudstar and Blink. I think those are two great characters, great actors on that show, but a lot of the other characters are not worth it. But this Ooh. whole the way that they're separating the two sides that you're essentially getting a new well, they're calling it a Hellfire Club, but it's more of a Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and then you're getting a whole new set of X-Men, uh, but they're calling them the Marvel the Mutant Resistance. So 
it's kind of old school Magneto versus Xavier. And we'll have to see how that, except for in this version, Magneto and Xavier have a baby uh, and they love each other. <laughs> so uh, that, that, that might actually be interesting next season. All right. Anything else you wanted to get off your chest before we sign off? Um, I'm just going to be selfish and take up a couple of seconds. Uh, Ronnie and myself will be doing an eight-hour stream of Dragon Ball Z Fighters on our uh, Geek Elite Radio Twitch page on Friday. So uh, stay tuned from noon to 8 p.m. Arizona time. Awesome. Can't wait to see that. Uh, all right. If anybody else would like to get a hold of me, I am on Twitter. I'm at agent underscore of the underscore bat. The re- uh, Sorry, Daniel is also on Twitter as... Super commie Daniel. Um, I tried changing my Twitter name uh, earlier today, but it does not fit. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geekeliteradio.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek out geek out we now return you to your regularly scheduled program